For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Doc Holliday, host of the Believe in Rams Ramblings podcast with my brother, my guy, the legend, Pro Football Hall of Famer, the golden child, Isaac Bruce Ike B. What up, man? What's going on, doctor? I hear we got some guests on our show, man. man uh, hey. Some people from the other side. Hey, we got them dudes. We got them NFL <laughs> legends. We got them life legends. See, I, we on this yeah. side with the Rams. They on that side yeah. with the Bengals. We got two NFL legends. <laughs> Believe in Bengals host Solomon Wilcox. What's up, vet? And Adam Pac-Man Jones. Pac-Man, what up, brothers? What's going on, brother? Y'all, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, who they? Who they, baby? Who they? <laughs> who they? But you know, hey, y'all having us too, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's a pleasure to meet you all, brothers. You know, like I said, Ike B, we we the Super Bowl is in SoFi, so we the home team, yeah. right? They're the visitors. I, I'm going to flip the coin, but I'm going to call it. So we won. We're going to defer to the second half. So first of all, we're going to start with Solomon. Solomon, man, hey, look, we know how the Rams got to the Super Bowl, but bruh, y'all were sorry as hell last year. How did y'all get here this year, bro? <laughs> AFC champion. Nice. <laughs> First, let, I'm going to back up a little bit because you need to know something. You know, I uh, grew up in the 90221 in Compton, California. Yeah. I grew up as a, as a Rams fan. Absolutely. As a Rams fan in the 70s, you know, the Rams, they ran the NFC West division back in the 70s. Somewhere along the way, they, they ended up wandering out in St. Louis help you. But now they've come all the way back home. And so, you know, that's the team of my youth. And I get drafted by the Bengals. We end up playing in the Super Bowl in 88. So there's no doubt I'm right or die with the Cincinnati Bengals. But uh, I still have some love for those Rams. Now, listen, I remember when the Rams was sorry as hell, too. Yeah. And I remember those days. <laughs> he helped turn that thing around and get him going the other way. So it, it's all cyclical. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The Bengals, their their bad days is as recent as maybe one year ago. But there's a guy by the name of Joe Burrow who showed up. There's a guy by the name of Jamar Chase who showed up. And then they went and dipped their toe in free agency and brought in a guy by the name of Trixon. They bring in Mike Hilton in the in the secondary. Chidobia Woozy, uh, Larry Ogunjobi. Um, this was a concerted effort in terms of working the draft, working free agency, going in the right direction. And all you need is really one dog to let all the other dogs know, hey, man, y'all can play. 
You need to start believing in yourselves. And that's been Joe Burrow. He is that dude. I've never seen a guy get sacked nine times in one game Mm. and still keep getting up slinging it. And I think even I could tell you that's the kind of quarterback that other teams are afraid of. They they know and recognize in that guy something special. Now, Pac-Man, talk about the Bengals, man. Oh, go ahead, Pac. Go ahead. You got it. He forgot one person. I can't let him forget this person because this person is very important. This person is scoring 12 points in the last four games. I mean, the last three (laughs) playoff games. He's averaging 12 points. So let's not forget the little guy. Um, that is kicking the ball really good right now. <laughs> and and with all that that Solomon said, when you got a leader that's leading by example, that that that's showing it, it don't matter if he gets sacked nine times, not coming up, yelling at the line. Once he gets to the side, he make the changes and, and get other guys to play at that same type of uh, caliber and, and level. And then you put mix in the, uh, the confidence. Um, man, this team is a, a way different team with all the pieces pieces they added uh, from last year. And you got to remember last year, Joe got hurt too. So, But we got a lot of different pieces over here from last year. You guys was good last year. And we good this year too. So now we finna face these Bengals. And Ike B, you know, these are the Bengals, <laughs> man. And we have to, hey, we have to give them credit for what they've done. But Ike, the Rams were kind of, you know, picked to be here. You know, we know we got OBJ. We picked up Von Miller, gave up all these draft picks. But Ike B, you know how it is getting ready for a Super Bowl, man, this week before you go out. Well, I guess they ain't going nowhere because it's right there in La La Land. Talk about the mentality of the Rams. <laughs> They're back again. No, they, they've been there a couple of years ago. They still got some core players. But talk about their mentality, man, and their preparation going into this Super Bowl because they do not want to lose another. Well, here's what makes Cincinnati Bengals so dangerous is that they were a 4-11 team last year, 4-11-1. Now, I can relate because before we went to my first Super Bowl, 19 and, you know, 99, we were 4-12 in 1998. You know, we were considered garbage. And then, you know, like Solomon said, you get that one influx of free agents. We got Adam Timberman. We got Marshall Falk via trade. We we drafted Tory Hope. Uh, Kurt Warner comes out of nowhere. But we had Trent Green to come in to lead, to lead, uh, lead our team. So these guys are riding high, man. The Bengals are riding high right now. So, but as far as the preparation goes, as far as this Super Bowl is concerned, you're exhaling this week right here. You know, I didn't have the, the luxury of having two weeks to, before I played my game. You know, we we turned right around. We played uh, the Tennessee Titans in the Super Bowl and the Patriots in the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 36. But you exhale this week. You do all your ticket obligations. You make sure all your, your people are going to be in the stands, your wife. Uh, your, your children, make sure all those tickets are, are good. And the following week that shows up, man, you really only have one true obligation. That's that media day, that media requirement. I think that's going to happen on that Tuesday uh, of the following week. But the following week, you start to really get prepared. Hopefully you've been watching some film on this defense that the Cincinnati Bengals bring or how they like to run. If they're attacking defense, if they're going to be scheming or sit back and just be that bend, don't break style defense and really try to find where you can find some holes. So I'm sure McVay has, has been really searching for the holes in the, in the defense for the for the Bengals. And Raheem Morris is really trying to see how he can exploit or get after Joe, Joe Burrow the way Tennessee did and uh, trying to put it all together. So that's what's happening this week. As far as the players are concerned, man, you're getting ready for it, man. You're making sure everything is complete. And uh, by the time next week, next Monday rolls around here, 
And so it's game week, man. It's Super Bowl game week. And Ike, you said something, man, talking about that Bengals defense, Solomon. I'm coming back to you, man. Bro, for real, seven turnovers in three postseason games. Just talk about how opportunistic and I guess I like to call it roguish, man, because they're just robbing offenses out there, bro. That's one of the main reasons why you all are AFC champions and headed to the Super Bowl. Oh, you're right, Doc. Uh, think about all three postseason games so far for the Cincinnati Bengals defense. All three of those games ended with the defense sealing the deal with an interception. They got Derek Carr down inside the red zone, lights out for the Raiders. Um, then the very next week, they not only picked off Ryan Tannehill first pass of the game, they picked him off on his very last pass of the game, lights out for the Tennessee Titans. And then even the great one, right, uh, Patrick Mahomes, they got him twice in the in the second half of the game, including his last throw when he tried to get it down the field and force it into coverage to Tyreek Hill. Jets eight tips it, reception, lights out on the Kansas City Chiefs. So this is an opportunistic defense. They know how to generate pressure. They're better in the second half than they are in the first half because they know how to make adjustments. And you saw them do that uh, to Patrick Mahomes where they changed up. The rush, they changed up the coverage on the back end. They only allowed three points on seven possessions for the Kansas City Chiefs in the second half. Three total yards of offense for the Chiefs in the second half. Um, so Lou Anaromo, defense coordinator for the Bengals, he understands you can't be a one-trick pony, man. You got to come in with multiple cards in the deck, being able to serve up uh, the Rams something special on the defensive side of the ball. Pac-Man, talking about something special, man. You were a special player. You being a DB, man. And, you know, if you're facing some DB, some receivers like the Rams, if you're playing for the Bengals now and you're in that defensive meeting room, man, what are you saying to those fellas to get ready for deal with an OBJ, a Cooper Cup, and continue to being aggressive and, you know, just doing some of the things that Bengals defense has been doing, specifically those, those DBs? Because I watch running backs, and I know, Pac, you got to watch the DBs, both of y'all, but I know you specifically, Pac-Man. What would you be saying, man, getting ready for this ball game? Well, as a group, I would tell the group, hey, look, we know Stafford is going to give us one. Ha! Huh. Um, <laughs> I can tell you this, buddy. We won't be dropping them them, them, them cherry bombs that, that they dropped last week if we get one. That's one thing about it over here. We're going we gonna to catch them gifts. And we will take them. You throw that ball long like that, and when ain't nobody open and it's 20 yards short, Someone on the other side is going to catch it. Now, hopefully, it's going to be one of my guys. But as a group, I'm telling my group, if you go back and watch the film, he get lazy every now and then. And each, if you go back and look at every playoff game that they have played so far, he's he given up one that should have been a, a, a pick seven or a pick six. Mm. So I'm telling my guys, stay on top and just wait because he's going to give us one. He'll get greedy before the end of the game. And it might be the one that we can win the game on. But if you go back and watch the film, he's going to give you one. We just don't know which one he's going to give you. But he's going to throw one up in the air, throw one late, you know. And he have an unbelievable arm. I'm not saying that about his arm strength. But if you go back and watch the film, everybody, when we even when I played in the league against Matt, hey, man, he can make all the throws. But he's going to give you one. He's going to give you one. And if we just need to capitalize off that one. Um, he don't like to get hit, but you guys have y'all got a, a, a unbelievable team over there. Like you said, y'all was building this team to uh, to go to the Super Bowl. Um, y'all have a very skilled, talented group of wide receivers. Um, the the line is is really good. Um, shout out to Whitworth over there. 
But I, I, I think it's a couple of things that we can explore y'all on. But if he get here early, just wait. He'll give us one. Ike B, he, you laugh, Ike B, because he said exploitation. Now, Ike B, now, now we know that's the attitude of the Bengals, DBs like Matthew Stafford. He going to give us one. So, he Ike B, you a receiver playing with a Matthew Stafford. <laughs> are you telling him, look, bro, don't give him nothing now. I, I, I need to be in your ear. What are you saying to Matthew, Ike B, if you in that locker room with him? Because Pac-Man already said, oh, he going he gonna to gift us something, bro. Hey, listen, that, that was a true assessment. You got to realize you're dealing with two defensive Bengals right here on this uh, on this podcast. So but <laughs> at, at the same time, at the same time, here, here's my thinking. And I'm a homer. You know, my team's in the championship game. Their team is in the championship yeah. game. So it's hard to be objective right here. Yeah. And uh, because we want right. our teams to win. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I would say this. Here's, here's what I say. This is the way I was raised in the league by Mike Martz. We would never speak of the defense. I mean, I believe in, in the seven years where he, he was the head coach of the uh, St. Louis Rams at the time, we probably only called out two specific or shined a light specifically on a defensive player. And one of them was Julius Peppers because he could wreck a game. So it was more about what we do. It's more about how we execute. It wasn't about that yeah. defense being able to stop us because we felt like we can manipulate any defense to put them in the position where we wanted them to. And we were going to actually call every play that we practice in the game. So we, we weren't going to we weren't going to vie for that. Now the objective side of me, you know, it, it's on the tip of my tongue to tell these guys how to stop a Rams offense like that because nope. <laughs> I, I, I've seen it done before. You know, so I, I'm going to hold it. Yeah. But um, yep. at the same time, Pat, uh, Adam is right. He, I mean, I got, he, <laughs> he gives he gives the ball away, but I don't want him to give the football away. But you know, at the same time, man, this is a Super Bowl where anything can happen. I've been in a Super Bowl where I've been 14-point uh, favorite and ended up, you know, not going to the party after the game. So, um, you know, it's a Super Bowl. We all work to get to this moment right here. Anybody can win it. I'm a homer. I'm hoping the Rams pull it off and uh, stick to their game plan with a heavy doses of the run game. And from the run game, everything else, I mean, opens up for us. Hold on, I got to run back to Pac-Man right quick. You said, oh, so you can tell him how to stop this offense. Okay, I'm listening, bro. I'm well, listening, I'm ATL. Saying, I want to hear what's the Floyd, It's not for me to exploit the Rams right now, but one thing I can say, our head coach came from the Rams. Yeah, Dak Taylor. And it's, it's, it's a tier offense, man. Anybody that know how to play football that's played in the league, they know what it is. It's, 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 and if they, don't, if they don't have the run game, it's really simple. Cause you can't do the speed up offense without the run game. But I think it's going to be an unbelievable game. You now speaking on the other side where he said they, they didn't talk about defenses where well, we have to talk about the defense that the Rams have. These guys are really playing at a high level up front. The question is, can we, can we slow down the big guys up front, you know, to, to give Joe the time that he need? Um, do I think uh, personally, do I think Jaylee Ramsey can, handle uh, Jamar Chase one-on-one with no help the whole game? No, I don't think so. They're going to have to double chase somewhere during the game because uh, I, I ain't going to give it all, all of that. Oh, come yeah. on, bro. I, ain't nobody listening but us right now. <laughs> no, I, I, listen, there's two, there, I'll tell you right now, there's two players, you know how I just said, listen, Julius Peppers was all that because he could wreck a game. Yeah. Right. Well, Aaron Donald is the double wrecker. This dude, he can he can wreck shop 
as good as any defensive lineman who's ever played this game. It's just yeah. that's just real talk. Um, you got to have a plan going in on what you're going to do with him, and it's usually going to involve putting two guys on. Two guys. Yeah. I'm du- I- I'm doubling him, getting off the bus, and and equally so on the other side, Cooper Cup. Uh, he bad dude. I mean, you got to give him all the respect. I mean, the fact he lead this league and receptions, receiving yards and touchdowns, also led the league and uh, with the most receptions of 20-plus yards. Um, you got to double that guy because he is so good coming out of his break. He can stem and set up any defensive back. Bro, he's going to have you on the string like a yo-yo. He's that good, and you've got to pay special attention to him. Now, I do believe Odell Beckham Jr., I always thought he was the number one. I always thought he was that um, at some focus, lost his little mojo, but he clearly has gotten that back. And I'm glad uh, the organization, the head coach, they poured enough into him to allow him to find his game again, to find his love for the game again. And I think that's what's making him, I may, I think, a potent threat within this office. He can really surprise some people because he's a number one who's been playing like a number two and getting back to playing like a number one, right? right. And so there are three receivers now. They're as, they're as good as you can get. I think Van Jefferson, the way that they're using them right now, without Robert Woods, they've been able to sneak him into another role of being able to hit on those play action passes. He's a guy that's getting deep, getting behind people um, because they're sleeping on him. He could beat one-on-one coverage. So we need to not just have a plan for Cooper Cup. We need to have a plan for all three of those guys in terms of how we're going to handle it. I agree. We're sitting there talking about both offenses, man. Of course, we're talking about defenses because they defenders and receivers. But hey, both teams, Joe Mixon, I love that dude because oh, he yeah. runs so yes, hard, sir. man. He is a he's a beast back there. In our running game, we got to get it going. But Ike B, when you're looking at Cincinnati, man, and we're looking at Jalen Ramsey, Pac-Man brought it up. You got Jamar Chase, who's a damn problem. Then you got T. Higgins. So if you Jalen, do we put Jalen on? Because Jalen really doesn't follow and shadow the best players all the time. So if you're the Rams, who you focusing on, man, as far as Jalen? Because he's clearly our best cornerback, but you got Chase that's going to kill you if you let him, and T. Higgins is going to bury you if you let him. Well, not only those two, you also have Boyd. I mean, I, just, I think if you if you, if you you look at their tandem or their, their skill positions on the perimeter out there, I mean, all those guys can get open versus man coverage. So that's, that's just it. So we're going to have to play some sort of zone, and hopefully we can get to Joe Burrow with a four-man rush. I mean – when you, when you consider you got Von Miller, you got uh, Aaron Donald taking two, and Leonard Floyd and Gaines kind of pushing the pocket a little bit, that's that's pretty much our approach trying to get after Joe Burrow. So at the same time, maybe Ramsey doesn't follow Chase. But, but, you know, just thinking about this matchup, man, you know, my mouth starts to water in my hand. I rub my hands together because, <laughs> you know, it, it's just it's what you want. You want yeah. the best receiver versus the best defensive back. And everybody move out of the way. Just let us have a quarter. I'll yeah. show you what I can do to this guy. Now, and that's and that with that being said, I would go for Chase because I think Chase has it all. He's the total receiver. He's the five-two receiver. He can do it all. And I think he can spin anybody around, including Jalen Ramsey. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna have to do with uh the way uh Morris chooses to play that defense, how we set it up before over uh in front of uh Jamar Chase, how we set it up in front of J- uh, Burrow and let these guys have see different looks. And uh, at times you may see press coverage versus Jamar, see what he can do. And uh, I'd love to see that matchup and just highlight it a couple of times. 
That's right. IB, as well as Joe Burrow is playing, man, and, and you know all the weapons they got on there. But to me, I'm like, okay, is that what the Rams want to see? Because he want to, he want to chunk it. He want to toss it. Yep. And that's what Aaron Donald wants. He wants you to go back there and toss it in four and five steps. So as far as you're concerned, is that something that even though Joe Burrow is he's, he's a problem to deal with, but I know Aaron Donald is like, okay, these dudes going to throw it, so I have an opportunity to go get that head. Not even him, but Von Miller as well, man. I mean, he plays the defense when it comes – he plays the run when it comes to his side, but he's a pass rusher. He's a, he's a trained pass rusher, and that's what he does. Now, the biggest asset I believe Joe Burrow has is right between his ears, man. I mean, you just look at it. I mean, down at LSU, uh, the way he just picked people apart, the entire SEC, and now since he's been playing in the National Football League, man, he, he's Joe Montana. You know, he, he pretty much keeps the, keeps the same expression on his face. I mean, I seen Joe Montana get hit by the, the the Giants in the back, be down some point, come back and win it. That's Joe Burrow. That's today's Joe Montana right now. So they got a lot of the same qualities as far as playing quarterback and the same mentality, man. It's going to be – I don't think it'll be a blowout. It'll be a lot closer than a lot of people are given, uh, you know, for this game. So I think the Beagles, they're coming to play, and we're going to have to come play too. Now, you say Joe Montana. I, I say Tony Montana because of that swagger he got and that confidence. Not Joey M just yet. But Solomon, just this this whole matchup, man, and the Bengals being here, you know, you've been there, Solly, and you, you've been watching them for a long time. But, I mean, what are the Bengals, what do they do in order to get this dub? Well, they, they go, they, this whole offense, it really does run through Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon should not be an underrated back. And I think by the time this game is over, yeah. um, they're going to be mentioning him with the Derrick Henrys, with the Christian McCaffreys. The guy can run it. He can catch it. He's he's excellent in pass protection. Uh, there's nothing that you want a running back to do. There's nothing that he can't do. And uh, he can make you miss at the second level. Um, the guy is phenomenal. And he's a load yeah. to get down on the ground. So when the offense gets going through Joe Mixon, they can do whatever they want to do. As much as I respect Aaron Donald, as much as I respect Von Miller and Leonard Floyd, they're a little light in the box now. That's true. The teams that have done well with them have come out and got the road grading them, getting them on them skates. And now, man, you can work whatever you want. Play action, pop. Boot, reverse bootleg, pop. You can do whatever you need to do. And once the Rams have to drop that eight defender in the box, Ooh. now we're getting one-on-one -on -one matchups outside. So it really does start with Joe Mixon so that we can get those favorable matchups, which, let's face it, Zach Taylor knows that roster pretty good. He knows those guys. He knows what his guys can do against, matched up against certain guys, and they will leverage the talent and ability of T. Higgins. This guy's like a number one. We already know about Jamar Chase. I think I be talked about that. But Tyler Boyd, is a this dude is a masterful route runner, and he's tougher. He's The dude's a former running back. Playing wide receiver. He's a dog. In fact, he and Aaron Donald went to the University of Pittsburgh together. So they know one another very well. And they have that kind of respect because they're both dogs. They're some tough physical players. So it really starts there. And then our defense is going to have to come up with a turnover too. But as Adam Pacman Jones has told you, Matthew Stafford will oblige. He going to give us that rock. <laughs> Now Pac, he, 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 now, Pac, Solomon says something. It, 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 it really just, when he said a dog, he's a running back that play. It, it, the last dog we faced was Debo Samuel, and he was crushing mm. us. We got the best of them Sunday, but he was dogging <laughs> us out. But on the other side, 
Pac, you being a DB man and looking at Cooper Cup, bro, I watch him. I be like, how in the hell? I see how he getting open. You you don't don't nobody really press him. But what makes Cooper Cup so good as a receiver, man? And and, and you watching how he plays, Pat? Um, he's sneaky, and some guys underestimate him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He don't look that fast on film, but once you get out there. If you know how to run a route and stack a person, it don't matter how goddamn fast you is. You know what I mean? So I think he's very crafty. He plays very tough and he's smart. You can tell the way he plays, very smart. Um, but uh, but on the back end, we got. I just think long as we mix it up and 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 double here and there on, on AB, um, him and uh, Odell. I really don't trust in y'all run game. I don't think y'all run game um, is really that good. But I wanted to go back and say something earlier. How you were saying how Von them is all pass rushes. I had a chance to play with Von Miller. And, That's, right. That's right. In Denver. One thing I know for sure, if we can get Von Miller in any kind of coverage, he got to peel and take any kind of back. That is a home run for the Bengals. So I know McVay know this defense. So I, I'm sitting here looking at the film too. So I, I can tell when he got a pill and take the back. You understand what I'm saying? So anytime he got a pill and take the back, guess what we need to do? Throw it to the back. I don't I don't give a damn if he catch it, he oh my not. Because he will panic or he's going to blow the coverage when he have the pill. Um, he ain't trying to do that. Um, he's an unbelievable rusher. That's what he want to do. He don't want to go pill and take the back. So little things like that is, is what's going to give us the edge in this game. And I'm quite sure Coach them over there looking at it right now. Um, and, 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 and when you got pieces of the puzzles like that that you guys have, uh, a lot of great big names, and, and when you're making sacks and you're not looking at really the coach's film, and you'd be like, God damn, he was wide-ass open. If I had a, a second to, to throw it to him, he'd, he'd been running for a touchdown. So it's just different little things like that. Um, hopefully that we can pick up over here with Zach because, like we said, Zach know the whole, all of the personnel over there. So um, should be a good Sunday, though, man. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, it's gonna, I, I think me personally, I think it's gonna come back down to McPherson. I got, I got one week late, and I know, I know Ike know this. If you, if you go trips, you go bunch trips, three by one, particularly if you motion to it and then go fast off the ball. The Rams have blown that coverage and that <laughs> picture all season long. And I, you know what I'm talking about, because I know you don't see it. That every now and then you see the Rams, they get somebody wide open. Watch them. They go, they motion the three by one. They count on them giving this one up. But I'm that's just, I'm giving y'all that one for free. So hopefully the Rams are watching this and they can get to work on that and maybe they fix it. But there's going to be more to be had. That's why I can get that one up for free. Ike B, first of all, man, tell him we don't need nothing for free. We, I'm from Memphis. We take what we want, and he's from Florida, so we don't need you to give us nothing for work. And Sony Michelle is a tougher running back than people may not think. And then we'll wrap it up after that with everybody get a last word. But Isaac, will you please introduce these kings, these men, and tell them what our O-line is capable of, brother? Well, you know what? Just just put yourself in, in Andrew Whitworth's shoes right now. He spent so many years in Cincinnati, man, playing with Cincinnati, <laughs> being on that offensive line, being the anchor of that offensive line. And now he's playing against his former team in the Super oh, Bowl, yeah. man. So that, that's got to be conflicting to him in so many ways, man. Mm -hmm. Let's trust me, I've been in that situation before. But our offensive line, man, I think we've done a decent job. We've gotten better at the run game. No. 
Um, we've been opening holes, I think, with the addition of Sony Michelle being the lead back uh, as long as he was this year and being able just to find those little crevices and push the ball. Just take what the offensive lineman gives him. And then not only that, just adding a little bit more to that. And with Cam Akers coming back in, he's our home run hitter. So that group, that group, like Doc and I talk about every week on this podcast, that needs to be the first person off the bus, that run game for us, because it opens up just everything else. It gets Cooper Cup open. He's involved in our run game as well. It gets it gets OBJ, the opportunities on the outside to be one-on-one, and our boot game comes up. So if that running game is efficient, like we believe it can be with the two-headed monsters that we got with Akers and Sony Michelle, I think we'll be in a great position, man. Not only that, but to push the ball down the field when it's time to throw the football. Now, last words before we wrap it up, man. I'm going to go to Pac, man. Now, Pac, I, hey, bro, I know, man, AFC North is happy, happy. You know, the Bengals haven't been in this situation. But, hey, I heard you had, you know, you had something to say because the Steelers fans want to jump on and start cheering for y'all, bro. You, you don't want that? You don't want that support? <laughs> no, no, we don't need that support. Hell no. No. And <laughs> no. what do you think this is, man? <laughs> you know, do you know how long this been going on? <laughs> you know how, how long we been waiting for this moment? <laughs> you know how many blood, sweat, and tears and hours just get done got put into this? Why in the hell would I want to share this or have the audacity to even let them the, anybody that's done wave the terrible tie or whatever that shit is they wave the bandwagon? <laughs> we don't need that. Oh no, we, we don't roll like that over here. Over oh, here, we, you know, we win together, we lose together, and we keep it rolling. Right. You know, like they said, it's been how many other years that we've been waiting on this this time. But it's been worth waiting. And um, I'd be damned if it's been worth this long waiting that we're going to share it with them. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I saw them, and I'm pretty sure you, you feel the same way. I, you, you, you've been there. And how exhilarating does the city feel, man, to be back in this situation? Because, like I said, not not only last year y'all was sorry as hell. The year before that, y'all was sorry. <laughs> and now y'all in the Super Bowl. So I know everybody got to be happy, happy, joy, joy around that joint. Hey, I'm going to just tell you what, what um, Joe Burrow told everybody around here. He yeah. said, this is the standard now. He said, we're going to be doing this from here on out. So just get used to I mean, he said that. And he did not blink when he said it. So happy days are here uh, in Cincinnati. <laughs> we believe, and you guys notice, the wins, they follow the great quarterbacks. I mean, wherever Tom Brady went, they won. Wherever Peyton Manning went, they won, right? They're, let's face it. Let's be honest. If you got that guy. You win games. And the Rams went through that little low. Then they got Jerry Goff. And, man, I don't know how, you know, Sean McVay was able to prop that up, but he did. <laughs> right? And, and then he went, but he he doubled down and went and got another guy. And Matthew Stafford, you got to have that guy. The Bengals have their guy. And as Adam and I have been saying all season long, we don't care about what anybody else believes because we know what Joe Burrow believes. We know with the 52, they're dangerous because you know what? They are not supposed to be here. So we'll find out. I hope y'all bought that bandwagon and didn't rent it from Hurst because you got to give it back. But I can be man. Hey, look, bro. Now, get here. They're here. The Rams just so happened. Same message for the Miami Dolphins way back, at, way back in the day. Look it up. He went to the Super Bowl, I believe, his second or third year. I grew up a Miami Dolphins fan and never touched it again. So um, that being said, there's a lot on the line. The, the Rams went all the way in. Got to make sure that everything that we built up to this moment pays off for us come next Sunday night, man. And guys realize that. 
You, you, if you look at Aaron Donald, like I've been telling you, Doc, Sean McVay doesn't have to say the defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, doesn't have to say a word in team meetings anymore. You leave that up to the Jalen Ramsey's. You leave it up to the Aaron Donald's. You leave it up to the leaders and captains on your team to remind the players just how big this is and how the opportunities you create them. But sometimes they're short and few. And this is the only one that you have this year. So for the Rams, waiting 32 plus years to get to this moment. You know, we've only been waiting five or six to get back to this opportunity to try to have another shot at it. So it's going to be played in so far. It's, it's, it's particularly a, a home game for us. And I know half of L.A. is going to be rooting for us. I say half because the Chargers are there, too. And, you know, the way the 49ers took over the stadium. <laughs> hey, it's what it is. They ram style football. That's attacking defense. And make sure we pull either Aaron Donald out as the MVP or OBJ as the MVP because they're going to double Cooper Cup. That's what I'm looking for. And the last word goes to Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce, the Rams legend, man. That's going to do Hey, man, I want to thank you all, man. It's been a pleasure, man, speaking with you, Kings, man. Adam Pac-Man Jones, Believe in Bengals podcast. Solomon Wilcox, Believe in Bengals podcast. Wish you all all the luck in the world, but I really don't. And my guy, Isaac Bruce, man, for Believe in Rams. Any last quick hitters, man, y'all want to say, man, so I'm looking at the screen. Pac-Man, any last thing you want to say? Oh hell no, man! Mute that, Solomon. Anything you, anything you want to say, Solomon? Fear the tiger, baby. Fear the tiger. Fear it the is. tiger, baby. Here we go. It's, the, it's also the year of the tiger. So, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. Go Rams. Who's out? Rams. Out. Go Rams. That's going to do it for this edition of Ramblings. Believe in Rams and believe in Bengals. For my guy, Isaac Bruce, Adam Pacman, Jones, Solomon Wilcox. I'm Doc Holiday, man. Thank you all for watching and listening. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.